What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fish Lift Eat podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us on this awesome Monday. You know, we hope that we can get your get your week started off right with some fun fishing fishing content here. So, joining us today, we've got part of the boys back at least. So, we got Chad, and then we got the famous red headed bearded man himself, Papa Stark. What's up, buddy? Glad to have you back. Oh man, I sure am glad to be back. That gummit. Ch- Chad's tired of only having to talk to me, so he's Chad's as happy as anybody that that there's another face on the screen besides besides the dumb Georgia hillbilly. I love it. I love it. Casey's been carrying the show for us here, so yeah, for and, sure, man. And that's why the ratings have dropped. <laughs> We've been having to force Chad to get out of his comfort zone and talk a little bit, so he he's hated it because. We all know that nobody wants to sit here and just listen to me by myself for however long an episode goes. So we've had to prod Chad to talk up a little bit. So Chad's got his own little fan base now. People are loving it. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, watch out. Mail's coming. We got, right. Chad, we got the Chad squad. Oh, right. oh man. Well, you know, Papa's had some uh Papa's had some fun stuff going on here lately that uh that we're going to get him to recap on, you know, for those of you that were able to tune into our, um, our episode, we did, I think the first episode we, we put up for 2024, when we talked about new year, uh, fishing resolutions, y'all heard me mention that, you know, for fish lift eat that we're trying to, um, we're in the planning stages right now, but we're going to be hosting, you know, some fish lift eat fish camps kind of in, in various parts of the country that, that cater to, you know, fly fishermen, um, you know, freshwater bass fishermen, et cetera, um, so that we can kind of cover both ends of it. Well, Papa kind of already jumped on that a little bit. Um, so for those of you outside of the, of the hunt, lift, eat community, we are, um, we're kind of regionalized within the team here. So, you know, you got, we got the Southeast region, the, um, Northeast region, et cetera. And where the, the team members that are, that are in those areas, you know, there's more opportunity to meet up, do stuff in person, get together and really get the full benefit out of the community that we have here and, you know, being together and doing the things that, that we all have in common. So I'm not going to dive into too much detail about, um, about what Papa headed up in his region. I'm going to let him talk about it, but uh, you know, there's definitely, definitely desire to, to get out and do stuff together within in each community. And that's exactly what they did. So why don't you go ahead and uh, give us a layout and a little bit of a recap of what y'all, what y'all did in your region, Papa. Yeah, man. Um, So, you know, a while back, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of emerged out into this kind of, fly fishing role within the team and uh a lot of the folks in this area were really interested in in learning and on top of that you know kind of some of the stuff like what casey had already said was we're trying to do these in person you know get everybody within the regions together um and, it, and it's it's tough at times uh we you know my my region being the southwest we're, we're pretty spread out. You know, I've got, I've got, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Arizona and New Mexico. That's, that's within, within my region. And I'm the, I'm the region in the region lead for this, for this area. And, uh, you know, establishing the, you know, a core group of, of folks has been really nice. And, uh, you know, we're trying to branch out and pull everybody in, but, had an opportunity to uh, 
to share one of my favorite areas um, with with the rest of the team, and we just kind of threw it out there, like, "Hey, man, let's let's check out getting everybody together, come and do this do this fish camp thing where they they come down and and there's a there's a, a little kind of a spring fed area of Blue River um, here in Oklahoma where they they stock trout from November to March." And, uh, so everybody, you know, expressed some, some pretty big interest in that, um, on top of, you know, other than just coming and fishing, chasing trout, but just spending time with everybody. Um, you know, it, it kind of really got, really got started. The fire got lit when we did the, the team rendezvous, um, in June, uh, out in Virginia. And, uh, so, you know, we lined it up and I had six or seven show up. And uh, we had a couple of campers, you know, set up for everybody. And, uh, you know, day one, we come in, it, it, it's kind of raining pretty good. And, uh, but we got some breaks, got out, did, did a little bit of fishing, did a little bit of instruction. And the uh, guys caught some fish. And uh, everybody kind of, we, we pulled together and had some calls beforehand to line out, you know, how we were going to do uh, meals and, and things of that nature. And so, uh, with some, some really great, really great meals. Uh, I think first night, uh, guy from here in Oklahoma, David Childers, he brought some, he brought like four pounds of, of, uh, of, uh, ground venison. And so we made a big, big pot of venison chili, you know, out there around the campfire. And, uh, it, <laughs> it was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, man, we make this, we'll just make a big old pot of chili and, and I'm sure there'll be enough left over and, you know, we'll, we'll throw it in the camper and uh, maybe we can dog that for lunch tomorrow too. And now we had every bit of that crap, like the first night, like, like six of us just, I mean, just devoured this stuff. Um, had some guys show up that, that weren't, that were close enough to the area that, that weren't able to, to stay for the whole weekend, but, you know, folks still come out and, and, and enjoyed, you know, the, the brotherhood and the camaraderie and, and hanging out and telling stories around the campfire and all that kind of stuff, you know, that, you know, I'm sure lots of folks have heard about for a long time, you know, and you see it and hear it in movies and this and that and the other. And, and it's something that we're, we're really cooking on within this team. You know, you see it in a lot of different places. Uh, like I said, we had the, the rendezvous back in June and then the, the same weekend that I did my fish camp here, they had a second winter rendezvous that was kind of centered around um, some some uh, dough management on some property, uh, again, back in Virginia. And so, you know, cultivating this tribe and this community around the campfire, man. And, uh, you know, it, it was really great uh, to meet some some of the people. You know, there were a couple of guys there that I already knew, um, but they were, they were also – about half, it was about half and half folks that there's folks that I didn't. And, uh, man, just again, you know, I said it with the first rendezvous, but seeing everybody coming together, like, you know, we'd been together forever, you know what I mean? Just, we fell right in having a good time. Um, had some, some really great moments, you know, people kind of breaking off and, and having their own individual conversations with things that, that, uh, that they're involved in, in everyday life that, that, you know, they, they kind of coincide with each other and it's, and it's great, man. It's, it's really, really, really cool to see. And, uh, but, you know, back to the kind of the fishing side of it, um, 
you know, I got to get everybody out. I got to get some, some one-on-one instruction with everybody on, you know, just casting and a little bit of reading water and understanding some, some trout habits and, uh, and things like that. And, and I think everybody, but one person caught a fish. Um, but just all in all, man, we had, had an excellent time, ate some great food, had some, uh, Austin brought some, uh, some duck eggs, which I've never had duck eggs before. And I highly recommend that they're very rich and they are delicious. Um, along with some, uh, some, uh, some sausage that was made from a, a wild hog, uh, for breakfast. So we had some bacon, just regular old thick cut bacon, you know, some, some wild boar sausage and, uh, and some duck eggs that, proved to be one hell of a breakfast i think i think lunch that day too we cooked quite a lot of that too but uh just those those times and those opportunities to to gather around you know gather around the old feed trough gather around the fire you know bail off in the water freeze your toes off and have a big time and and just you know laugh and, and have all the fun in the world and uh looking forward to doing it again um you know we've i've already got another one this was back in december just the middle of December. Um, and it was, it was enough to generate everybody, you know, a little bit of FOMO, I guess you could call it. And, and folks wanting to come back out, uh, the first part of March. And, uh, so, we, so we've got another one for the Southwest region. Um, and really, and honestly, if anybody from anywhere else wanted to come, I don't, I don't give a crap. It's just something that we're doing, you know, regionally here. And, uh, man, it's gonna, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, again, it's, it's, it's really, you know, helping breathe life into this, this team and the folks that are coming and doing it are, are seeing, you know, the value of, of what we're doing as a team, you know, and so I'm really going to, I'm going to throw it out there to the folks that have just joined and folks that have been in for a while that, that uh, are trying to just kind of find a way or whatever, like just, just show up to something, something, anything. I mean, it doesn't matter. I have yet, you know, to, to have an instance of showing up with anybody at anything, whether it was just to sit down and, and, and have a, you know, have a beer, have a cup of coffee or whatever that hasn't proven why I got here in the first place, you know? And so, um, hosting fish camps and stuff like that for the fish lift each side, um, and regionally is something that, that I, I, I'm really looking forward to moving forward. Man, that's awesome. So I was actually, I was at the the Virginia rendezvous while you were at um, at the fish camp there, and truth be told, it was miserably cold in Virginia. So I would have rather been at fish camp. <laughs> it was pretty cold here, man. I think we were we. I think the the first full day that Saturday we got up. I think it was about twenty eight degrees, and the humidity was real high. So it's it's cold as shit. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's awesome though that even with the with the weather you still had the turnout that you did yeah man it was cool but um so tell me what was the out of the people that came what was the range in in experience levels uh as far as fly fishing goes yeah i was the only one that, that would, had done any fly fishing so let me ask this was was this strictly a, a fly fishing camp or was there was there some conventional fishing going on as well Nah, dude it was it was open to everything you know I, I laid it out there initially whenever we got ready to do it was you know i'll bring some stuff you know i've got i've got enough to 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 get you know three or four people on the water and 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 we can get you out there and going and i'll do some instruction but 
you're more than welcome to bring conventional tackle. I got, I've got nothing against it. Um, there's, there's nothing at this particular place that says that you can't do it. There's tons of folks doing it. And, uh, um, that was kind of a cool thing about it was, uh, two of the guys actually went and bought fly rod, like full outfits to come and do this thing. Like they showed up and, and had rod and reel. I mean, everything ready to go and had bought some flies um, I, you know, wherever they were at, you know, the guy that uh, kudos really to the guy that they talked to, cause he, he actually gave them some, some pretty good insight to some, to some stuff that would work. Um, but I tied up some stuff that, that I know is effective on this particular, you know, stretch of water, but, um, yeah, man, everybody was, everybody was throwing a fly rod, you know, and, uh, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, but no, absolutely. Um, for the next one coming up and, and, the mini on down the road. Uh, if you want to learn to fly fish, I'll teach you how to, how to, you know, look as terrible as possible. And, uh, but bring your conventional stuff and we'll see what happens, man. Like it's, it's open to everybody. That's awesome, man. So tell us, did some fish get hooked up? Did oh yeah, for some? sure. Yeah, for sure, man. We, uh, we actually, um, I should have sent Chad one of the pictures of that. We actually, you know, this is a, they're stock trout, so it's not, you know, this isn't like trophy status or blue ribbon stream where we're trying to keep, you know, we want to leave things for everybody else. Like this uh, this particular stretch, by June or so, if there are any fish left in this area, um, they're going to die out. You know, the water temperature gets up above, you know, for anybody that knows much about trout, once it gets above 68 degrees, they're not, they're not feeding and uh so about june-ish or so it's up up in that area depending on you know oklahoma you never can tell but um so you know yeah we, we caught some uh kept kept a few and and folks that that were in camp had never had trout um at all and so that was that was another really cool thing about it and that's another you know kind of one of our pillars the each side of everything was uh you know i, I fried some uh, some trout up in the, in the cast iron skillet with some lemon pepper seasoning. Um, I think our, our last dinner we had actually was, I think there was about three scoops of that chili left. And, uh, we had, uh, we had, we had a couple of lemon pepper trout and some, some taters and onions that we cooked on the cooked right there on the campfire. It was one of the best meals I have had in my life. And, uh, you know, made believers out of some folks when it comes to trout, you know, um, and the ease of, you know, how easy they are to clean and cook. That was mm-hmm. another thing I, I didn't add a while ago was, uh, you know, I, I showed everybody how to how to clean a trout. It's just super, super simple. And uh, and then, I mean, it's from from, you know, river to pan is is a pretty quick process when it comes comes to that, you know. Um, they're super easy to cook. You know, you, you almost can't screw it up. I mean, the only way you really screw it up is if you burn it, you know what I mean? Other than that, there's, they're super easy. And, uh, so yeah, man, it was, it was, yeah, there were some fish caught and there were some fish at for sure. Yeah. We had one of the techniques where we used to, when we'd catch them right away, we would wrap them, we would open them up. We'd put a couple of strips of bacon inside and then garlic seasoning and things like that, and then wrap them in foil and burn it. And it oh. was absolutely incredible. I've, I've, I've never, try that one. Yeah, that was really good. I, I mean, bacon goes with everything, right? 
<laughs> Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> For sure. Chad Chad might have a little bit of Southern in him after all. I'll tell you. <laughs> you sure you're from around. Colorado? <laughs> Keep messing around, Greeny. You better watch it. <laughs> oh, my you guys God. guy's trying to rub off on me. Yeah, buddy. He starts talking about bacon and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Chad's going to start deep frying everything that he eats. <laughs> I already eat a lot of that. I just need yeah, to eat it myself. Do you uh, do you save your bacon grease in a jar by the stove? <laughs> we used to actually. Oh my god! See, <laughs> you're southern to begin with, man. You just you I, know. I knew long lost brothers. I knew you. <laughs> wow. I love. I love. That's fantastic. You know, I used. That's we did a. Uh, we did an episode a while back with uh, with John Schneider up in Canada, and they, that dude had me cracking up at how they would do like the riverside preparations with their trout and stuff. And I mean, they would they would carry in you know the seasonings and and sides and stuff like that, kind of knowing how they were going to prepare them. But then they would take like crystal in with them. <laughs> yeah. They would take like, you know, fine, you know, china plates and like crystal glasses and have a bottle of wine and stuff like that and sit there, you know, cooking their trout on, on open fire, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I liked it too. He always called it bonking a trout. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what if, if they were going to kill it and eat it, it's like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll bonk one or two to, that we know we're going to eat. And yeah. uh, I really like that. But yeah. So he would always, they would talk about taking in, you know, nice dishes and big, nice, fancy wine glasses <laughs> and stuff to be sitting there on the riverbank to enjoy that kind of stuff with. And that cracked me up. Hell yeah. That's, 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 you know, you, you take your big, nice, fancy wine glass and drink your $5 bottle of wine, or you take your, you know, $200 bottle of wine and drink it in a red solo cup. You, you know, there's Shit. never, there's never two things that match. Down here in Georgia, we buy it in the box. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I love it. Go get that Franzia. Yeah, Franzia. <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to remember what it was when you said that. <laughs> Got the good stuff, baby. Let's just see how white trash Casey is. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we won't start. We won't start talking about like the Boone's Farm and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the boxes they don't pack as well as you know just a bottle though. You know, doesn't sit in the pack too easy. Oh man. <laughs> well, what's some stuff, Papa? You know, going forward here, you've got one under your belt now. So, you know, we are trying to plan some of these throughout throughout the year for for fish lift eat. What um hindsight being 2020 if you could do something over again to to maybe make it better what would it be oh man i'm I'm selfishly asking that as technically i've got to be have a say so in us planning these events i want to make sure they're good (laughs) you know to to be honest i especially right off the bat uh i i don't know much that 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 i could have done to make it any better well maybe um, i should no, ask the people that came obviously papa's gonna be like nope i planned it it was perfect could, <laughs> no, could, no, could not no, have, could no. not have been better everything was executed perfectly <laughs> so i'm gonna no, need, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need a list of attendees <laughs> and and i'm gonna start asking some questions look man look i'm the i'm the master of self-deprecation man so like <laughs> i got uh, really truthfully um 
No, everything kind of, you know, it, it kind of went off with a hitch, without a hitch. The only the only thing that I would have done differently personally was um, we had to, you know, we had two different camp setups. Like, we were all in the same camp, obviously, but I had, I brought my camper and then my, my excellent in-laws, uh, they let us borrow another camper because, you know, there there's a male and female element. Um, Did you say ex-in-laws or excellent in-laws? E- e- excellent. Oh, excellent okay. In-laws. I'm tracking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, boy, bet that was an awkward conversation. Holy cow. Yeah. No, <laughs> no um, and so, like, you know, we had, had a camper set up for, for the ladies and then a camper for the fellas. And uh, I had to go in the middle of the day, like, Friday. It was kind of a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Um just because, like, I, I figured folks would would want to head out on Sunday pretty early, you know. So I, I got there actually that Thursday night and set my stuff up, and then I had to go get their camper uh, that Friday afternoon. That's really the only thing I would have done differently was already had that camper set up, so I wouldn't had to go in the middle of Friday to do all of that. So, um, but you know, yeah, man, it's just you'd have to talk to everybody else, I guess. Cause as far as I'm concerned, everything went, went really, really well, you know, and, and that's for, for me being a person that, that, you know, wants to make sure everything's okay and, and keep everything in line and, yeah. and make sure everybody's comfortable and, and fed and everybody catches fish. That would be the one thing is that I wish I could have guaranteed that everybody caught a fish. We had, we had one person that, that didn't catch a fish, but we'll make sure it happens the next time uh, for sure. But I mean, just, and I think that's a testament to the, to the folks that we have too. Right. I mean, that's, I feel like that's, there were no complaints. You know, if, if there were complaints, they didn't say anything to me. Um, and I wish they would, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have a problem taking that criticism. All I want to do is get better on a daily basis with everything that I'm doing. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 for me personally, that everything went off exceptional. Well, I think the big, the big testament here is, you know, yeah, we love fishing. It's obviously something that's extremely important to all of us, Yeah, but it's not, it's not always about catching them, you know, exactly. trust me, I, I love catching them as much as anybody and it drives me crazy when I don't, but mm-hmm. You know, the the opportunity just to, you know, share a camp and, and share that time and, yeah um, you know, be, being able to be a part of those experiences for people that have never been able to, to have that, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that person, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they wanted to catch a fish. Obviously sure. they were at fish camp, but I'm sure they still had a great time and learned wow. a, learned a ton, had that experience that will now make them want to to do it again. Yeah. And that's the big, yeah. that's the big thing. You know, anybody that I take fishing, if at the end of the day, we you know we, once we put the boat back on the trailer or whatever, and they're already talking about like, man, I can't wait to do this again. Yeah. Re- regardless of the day that we had, how many fish we caught, how big they were. Like I, I did my job, yeah. you know, I made, I made them want to want to do it again. And that's kind of the way I handle like, you know, my four-year-old, you know, whenever we go to the lake, like, <laughs> I'm not going to take him when the weather's miserable. Like, you know, I don't mind going and fishing in the rain or the heavy winds or the cold or whatever, because I'm just a psychopath like that. Yeah. 
but it's like when I take him, every time I take him, I want him to, uh, you know, be a little bit upset that we're leaving. And, yeah. you know, every time he passes by, you know, the boat shed, you know, when you pull out of my driveway and like you're going out our road, you drive right by where the boat's parked. And like every time we drive past that, he's like, you know, hey, can we go to the lake? Can we go on the boat? Like he's always wanting to go do it again. So yeah. I know I'm I know I'm doing my part in that. Does he catch a fish every time we go? Absolutely not. Usually he makes a bigger mess with the rod than than <laughs> anything like I've ever seen. Like the only person besides like my four year old that I've seen screw up a spinning reel so bad is Luke Cox. Love you, buddy. <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> Now we can find out if the boss actually listens to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, though, no, that's that's it. As long as people are wanting to do it again, then it was, you know, it was a success. You know, yeah. the fact that that you know came in, you invested in them, they left with more knowledge about about the sport and about you know even to the the prepping the fish. Like you know, maybe somebody that had already been catching trout or catching any kind of fish. Maybe they didn't know what to do with them. You know, yeah. that they wanted to be able to take that back to their family and, and, and can feed them and stuff. And now they know how to, and they know a good right. recipe for how to fix it or, or whatever. Right. Um, but then you also don't know now just the the links that can be made between people at those type of events. And that's what I think is really cool because every time that I've gone to a, to a team event, whether it be a rendezvous, whether it be like, a, you know, a pint night meetup at a local brewery or something like that, I always end up with with new connections to people, you know, to where, you know, I've seen a lot of people on screens, on Zoom calls. And, you know, and it's awesome that we have that capability to, you know, be a team that's spread out all across the country and Canada, et cetera. And we can all get together digitally and meet. But then when we're able to, you know, get together, it's not necessarily like a, having to go up and introduce yourself to people because it's it's people you're familiar with. Yeah. But, but that in-person connection is, is huge because I always leave these events, you know, regularly talking and, and keeping up with people that I met there. So now these people that, you know, come out to your fish camp. So maybe now they've got a new fishing buddy that, you know, that you technically would have orchestrated that, you know, people that they spent time on the river with and at camp with, you right. know, now that's some, now that's, that's that many more people that they can call up and be like, Hey, let's go fishing Saturday. You know, right. let's go hit let's go hit the river and do this to where now they have that support system and you know just that that tribe that we always talk about about being able to go out and and, and do these things that we love. So, you know, I think it you know having the events awesome and then being able to to share the river and share fishing time together at the at the camp is is awesome. But who knows how many more fishing trips throughout this year are going to come from that event that you, that we may not even know about, but it's yeah. because people were on the team, people came to your event and, you know, they spent that time at fish camp and now have, you know, a list even longer of people that they can call up and go fishing with. Right. And it just, yeah. it, it helps, it helps the, it helps the sport. It helps the community and it, it helps everybody individually by having that, having that yeah. network of people. And yeah. that's what I think is really cool. And that's what I want to come from these, these fish camps that we do, you know, I think tentatively right now we're talking about maybe having one in Colorado and then maybe having one down here in Georgia. Yeah. You know, I want to bring people into these camps that, you know, can pour back into the people that are, that are going to be attending from the team, you right. know, 
you know, have people come in and do some like seminar type education stuff. You know, part of that can be on, on, you know, prepping and eating and stuff, but then it can also be, you know, learning new techniques, you know, learning the tackle, learning the correct way to, to progress through the levels of, you know, taking it from a beginner angler all the way up to an advanced to where when people leave from that camp, they're going to want more. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah. then it's all, it's also stuff that can take them that they can take back home with them and be a catalyst to, you know, for them to progress on and, and learn more and get out and, and, um, you know, spend more time and have more success on the water that then makes them fall in love with it that much more. Right. And, uh, you know, that's what I hope to achieve, achieve by having it is people coming in and leaving with, you know, tenfold what they showed up with. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully some good fish catches and, and memories along the way. Don't get me wrong, but you know, we, you know, one of the kind of the core values that we focus on here at fish lift eat is enabling people all across the country to become more successful anglers through education and experiences. Yeah. So, sure. you know, part of that is having, it's, it's easier to do that when you get everybody together. And that's why I feel like these, these fish camps that we're working on are going to be so valuable to these people just because of, you know, being able to get them around, have hands-on learning because me personally, that's how I learn the best. Like, I've got to go usually screw something up to be able to learn the right way to do it. For sure. You know, like in, in bass fishing, you know, one of the taunting things that I don't necessarily think about it even being a, an issue that people may not understand or how to learn. It's how to throw a bait caster. Right. You, know, you, yeah, you taunt yeah. some people and yeah. that's just like, a, yeah. Oh no, that that's like, you know, forbidden waters. We're not going there because what do you hear every time? It's like, Oh, I don't throw those. Cause every time I touch one, it, you know, I bird nested or whatever. Right. And well, there, there's, you know, that's where, you know, they're lacking that education on like, okay, a bait caster is made up of, you know, the spool and there's the, you know, the brakes here, your spool tension here and like showing them how to set that to where if it's properly tuned and unless you snag it on something like you really can't, you can't bird nest it. Right. And, you know, you got to go out and blow up a reel or two just to, um, to get to needing to learn that. But oh. You know, it, there, it's simple stuff like that that I take for granted that that people may not know, but you know, maybe they've never had the opportunity to learn things like that. So that's where I would I would love to be able to pour back into people and teach them stuff like that that they can take back home with them and utilize yeah. whether they're fishing in a you know a, a farm pond behind their house or you know going down to the river, whatever they have access to, yeah. leaving with something that's going to enable them to be a more successful angler wherever wherever they may be and whatever type of fishing they like to do. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, you know, with that, with the entirety of what you just said, talking about folks that are, that are saying stuff like, uh, you know, throwing a bait caster, always bird nested or this or that or the other. The one that I hear a lot with fly fishing is wild. And, you know, that looks like a lot of work, you know, and like, well, I mean, if you watch, you know, Brad Pitt shadow casting or whatever in the hell he, they called it in the movie, a river runs through it and if you're just you know whipping 17 times into the same little hole and then laying it down like hell yeah it's a lot of work that's that's not the reality of it either though you know um it looks cool and it's beautiful you know it's, it's an art form um as far as i'm concerned um when it comes to when it comes to fly casting but it's and it's the same really with bait cast man i threw bait casters you know, and, and all that before, you know, I got into fly casting and there's, there's, by God, there's, there's an art to, to 
figuring out, you know, when you're setting your pins and all of that mess and everything when it comes to throwing that bait caster because you Mm -hmm. yank that sucker too hard and you're you're bird nesting if you set it you know if you've got it too loose and you've got too much weight on that you know on the end of that sucker you're gonna you gotta know all these things but that's the stuff that you should know you know when when you come into this kind of stuff you need that kind of knowledge to be more effective um because not only do you owe it to yourself and whatever you're doing but you owe it you owe it to the critters that you're chasing too. You know, it kind of dials for me, it falls back into, um, into like with bow hunting and stuff like that. Like if you're not practicing and shooting your bow all the time, like you're not, you're not giving that animal their due respect to kill them quickly. Now with fish, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, it's a little bit different, obviously, but you know, do you almost want to stand there and just harass fish all day or do you want to get it done? get him dropped off, get him back in the water and, and on about his day or however, however you want to look at it, you look at it, you know, I know catching and release fishing gets a lot of guff from people and, and, uh, um, you know, Mitch Hedberg, I think is, is, uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. He said it, you know, he said it best. He said, catch and release fish fishermen. They don't want to kill the fish, but they do want to make them late for something, you know, like, <laughs> it's one of the one of the best jokes i've ever heard in my life i like that it's just man mitch is like mitch is the greatest man if anybody has never heard of mitch hedberg and never listened to him you got to go listen to mitch hedberg um but yeah dude like what you're talking about too with with bringing folks in and teaching them and 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 letting them see what all this stuff is about is it and then for those people, you know, to go on after they leave, like you were talking about with your boy, like chomping at the bit every time he passes the dock, like, oh, we're not going there. Well, this is bull crap. Like, I've had guys that, that since we went to fish camp, you know, and like I said, we only had like six people there. And uh, two of those six, so what is that, 33% of the people that went have called me since then a couple of times you know, asking, they're like, Hey, I'm at such and such. And I'm looking at, you know, this or that, like, what's the better, you know, what, what's better to, to put grease to put on the flies, you know, to, to help them float longer. Or what's that indicator that, you know, that you were using or what's this kind of fly to throw to this kind of whatever and this and that, you know, they're like, these guys are already like they've taken and went from stocked trout season, honestly. And they're looking to like, okay, how am I going to further this into when the bass, when the bass bite kicks in, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's, it, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's pretty humbling to see that, you know, and, and have that come about after something that, that, you know, that we just kind of threw together it just to, to kind of have a hangout, you know, and see that kind of stuff popping up there, you know, that guy right there, old, old Jake, the brother-in-law he you know never done it before as long as i've been fly fishing and i never could you know really talk him into it he went out there and like he was like man i could i could really get into this and we've we've had conversations about it (laughs) multiple times and then obviously eating the fish and finding out that them little critters are freaking delicious you know uh, that always helps oh man doesn't hurt for sure but, you know, it's just one of those things, man. It's been a good time and in, in standing out there and, and 
you know, there's something to be said for being able to, to stand in the water with somebody and freeze your freaking butt off for hours at a time and laugh and just have a good time and not realize that hours have passed. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's nothing else like it, whether it's standing in the water or sitting in a tree stand. It's what it's all about. hundred percent. Yeah. That's why we're all so addicted to it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. It's like that, you know, I, I saw somebody earlier, like, it, it's one of those things where, you know, ha- like, how many casts come after the one more, you know, just one more cast? Like, what does that actually mean? When you say just one more cast, and then I saw somebody comment, was like, well, that depends. Did a fish rise after that one more cast or not? Because if a fish rises, the whole day starts all over again. You know what I mean? And so, like, it's that same thing. You know, somebody that's sitting tree stand all day, and you're you're two minutes past legal shooting light, and a doe walks by, and you're like, <laughs> I guess I better be here in the morning for when she walks the other way. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing, man. And it just it grabs a hold of you, and here you are. It's one of the, I've always said fishing can be one of the most mentally stressful and mentally relaxing thing on the planet. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I think I said something. I think I said something along those lines, a shameless plug. I just, I just had another article on the huntlifteat.com put out. It's a uh, baby booties to ballet slippers, um, how to get started in the fly fishing. And part of it in there was now, you know, when I'm talking about learning to cast was to get out in the yard and beat the hell out of your, beat the hell out of your grass and just get frustrated as all hell and enjoy the process. Yep. It's like in a tournament when you're, you know, 30 minutes left till check-in and you only got four fish in the live well and it's, you're just wanting to, you're, you're, you're beating your head yeah. against the wall. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, you're stressed to the point that you can't think straight, but then at the same time, it's really making you kind of lean in on your, your understanding of the water and your understanding yeah. of your, your abilities and stuff. Yeah. And you know, whenever you're confident in what you're doing and you're confident in your stuff, that in that moment, it's almost in a weird way relaxing too. Of like, you know, I'm 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 doing what I can do, and you know, I know that if I stay with the stay with the pattern that I know is is there, and with the technique that I know is there, like it'll it's going to happen, and I'm going to be fine. Oh yeah, for sure. You can be That's out there, awesome. you know casting a fly when you're doing fly when you're practicing and all this and that and the other it can be some of the most frustrating crap in the world when you're starting out and then the moment that you realize that my gosh this has been frustrating and i can't believe blah 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 but then you've also been out there for four hours and you're like wow you know like this was actually i'm I'm pretty relaxed even though i'm pretty (laughs) aggravated you know, and I've been out here and enjoyed the the great out of doors for the last four hours. You know what I mean? And what you always have to remember in those situations, and this goes to to things beyond fishing. You know, th- this is life. Anytime you're trying to learn a new skill yes. or, or a new something, you know, yeah. talking about those, those frustrating four hours. Well, at the end of that, you're better than you were four hours ago. Precisely no matter what, even if you're, even if your cast isn't, isn't laying exactly like you want it to, you know, yeah. maybe your presentation is a little bit off, but you are still, you're four hours closer to being great. hundred percent. No matter, no matter where you started 
you know, you, you know what you're working towards. And now whatever time you just spent doing that, working on that skill, you're four hours closer to being great. Oh, I love that. That's, that's good stuff. Four hours closer to greatness. That's, you don't get any better than that. Fish Lift Eat podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you knew you were coming to church or not, but by God, you got it. <laughs> like I've always said, you never know what's going to come out of me until we get on here. <laughs> you dropped one right there, man. I love But that. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, that's that kind of goes into the, you know, the, the mental toughness that it takes to, to learn something like that. I mean, absolutely. Fishing is an ever-evolving sport. Yeah. Just whenever when you figure one thing out, it's changed. So you you've got to constantly be learning. You're going to constantly have something that you're you're not good at, and you know that you need to, you know, sharpen those skills on. And that's why you know back to like what we hit on in the um, in the uh, um, resolutions podcast. You know, I always, I take every year, I find one technique that I'm, that I'm currently not utilizing. And I force myself to use that throughout that year, just because that's one more tool that I'm going to have in my arsenal that I'm going to have confidence in whenever the situation arises that, that it can be useful. Yeah. And that basically means all throughout my year on something that, you know, I'm comfortable, I'm comfortable fishing. I'm comfortable on a lake, you know, patterning fish you know making presentations to them and being able to catch them but then you throw a throw me a curveball with a technique and a, a lure or something that i'm not familiar with and i don't know how to work it or, or whatever yeah there's going to be a pissed off casey for a lot of the year you know trying to learn this just because because it is frustrating mm-hmm. and but that's that's kind of where you got to get that mindset of everything that i'm doing now is going to pay off down the road sure you know the, the day will come where I'm going to be glad that that I spent this time being mad that I didn't mm-hmm. just that I didn't just give up on it and put it to the side and write it off as something I didn't need. Yeah, because for me, that may be the technique that I need to land the fish that wins me a tournament one day. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And well, whether it's whether, you know, you got to whether you got to blow up on top of the water or that that little bit of tug tug when you're when you're throwing something down low and you're like oh my god like maybe i do know what i'm doing after all see fishing does give you those cues though whenever you are learning something and working on something like you get those little cues throughout the time when you know this you may not have it perfected yet but you're doing something right right because at the end of the day no matter if we're fly fishing if we're throwing a bait caster if we're throwing you know a cane pole off the side of your your uncle's farm pond when you do something right, you're trying to take either, which I guess if you're using live bait, it's a little bit easier. But if you're using a flyer, using a soft plastic or, a, you know, a hard a jerk bait or something, you're basically taking something manufactured and you're trying to make that fish believe that it's something it wants to eat. Absolutely. So whenever you get, it don't even have to be a full hookup. When you get a nibble, when you get, yeah. you know, a fish comes up and hits on it something something you did was right yep part of your process is better than it was because you were able to take a fish in its natural environment and make it commit to your bait right exactly Exactly. so in that in that moment right there whatever frustrations and hard times you've had while trying to learn that in the past just paid off whether you whether you realize it or not because now you're always you know 
you're never going to rise to the occasion. You're always going to default to the highest level of training you have mastered. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that reigns true in a lot of things, but it really does reign true in fishing because there's so many things that you have to mindlessly do that have to be muscle memory that you just, you know, have to subconsciously do to be able to make it work. Yeah. And so now whenever you're putting those things together without even realizing it and that fish bites your hook, you know, your highest level of training that you have mastered is where you're at now. You yep. know, it's where you're, it, it's where everything that you were mad about in the past all just came to fruition in one moment. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Do you ever do that? I've done this. I, I did this. I don't know how many times in this last, this last summer with, with, cause I, I really got more into heavier into the bass fishing, you know, side of, of, uh, you know, with the fly rod. Oh, where where you do something that entices a strike or whatever you you didn't get the hook up and all that, but then you, you get that strike and then you're going, oh shit, what what exactly was I doing when that happened? You ever oh, you ever had that happen, dude? All the time, all the time. <laughs> it's so aggravating. Or whenever uh, you make a whenever you make a bad cast and it lands nowhere near where the target was, and you're just trying to like burn that bait back in real quick to make a make like burn it back in real quick to make another cast, and then you end up catching one or hooking hooking up on one on that horrible yeah. cast, and it's like nothing yeah. about that made sense, but it makes you yeah. think about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Oh. I love, but yeah, that's what makes you keep. But what do you do? You, you oh. make another cast. Make another cast. <laughs> oh, no matter what, no matter how bad you screw it up, no matter how long it takes you to retie and change baits and whatever, you always make another cast. Yeah, every time. <laughs> and so, big takeaway from that is, no matter wh- where where you're at on your fishing journey, no matter you know how little or how much experience you have, always always continue to learn, always yep. continue to try new things. Yeah, you know be uncomfortable it is okay to be uncomfortable but you know you're just mentally remember that everything that you're doing is making you better than you were when you started the process yep yep it'll it'll teach you to be it'll teach you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable right mm-hmm. like which is i mean that's that that's way beyond fishing or or anything else i mean those are facts of life you know if you can if you can take these opportunities to learn to realize that you may be a little bit uncomfortable but it's not really the end of the freaking world and you're going to be all the better for it at the end of the day like let's do this you know you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable not just in fishing but in life you know coming from somebody that you know you know owns a business or or whatever you may do in your life when you realize that good things can come from uncomfortable situations for sure you need to you need to get yourself in the mindset to where you almost are seeking uncomfortable things because you realize what's going to be on the other end of that yeah you know, that's how you grow right mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable like it's uncomfortable to go fish in in rainy and windy conditions mm-hmm. but fish are still in the water during those right. conditions fish still have to eat in those conditions right you're you're never going to learn how to you know how to catch fish in miserable conditions until you're fishing for them in miserable conditions right so you know i mean you you can take that principle and apply it to wherever you are in life but in fishing yeah. you've you've that 
that's one more layer of the puzzle or one more piece of the puzzle that that you can you can expand on now to where you have a better understanding of them so that whenever you catch yourself in situations, you know, and maybe, maybe you're not in a spot to where you're forced to be out in bad conditions. Sometimes, you know, I am actually, you know, when you're listening to this, you know, my, we, our season starts Saturday and right now it's calling for rain. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're not knowing how that kind of, that kind of stuff affects fish movement at this time of year, you're not going to be able to be successful. So you've got to make yourself go out in these uncomfortable situations and put yourself there to be able to learn in order to be more successful on the back end of it. Uh Always. And that's, you know, like you said, that, that, that carries over into everything. If nothing else, man, going out and, 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 uh, you know, pursuing anything within the outdoors, um, and, and getting that being comfortable with being uncomfortable is, is just kind of something that you, everybody should adopt, adopt as an ethos for, for life period, you know, professionally, you know, for me, I can speak from experience just here recently, um, you know, taking on a, taking on a new role in, in a, in a realm that I'm completely unfamiliar with, um, have some experience with kind of the, the very, very, foundation i guess maybe of of what this role is but as a whole no friggin idea whatsoever and being able to 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 take and 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 say look man this is what i'm gonna do this is what i signed up for and, and i'm gonna get it done and you don't always realize uh you know where you gain that fortitude right some folks I think are just kind of freaks and are born with that kind of stuff. But, you know, some of us, you know, we had to, had to do trial by fire, you know, and it's learning how to fly fish. It's learning how to bow hunt. It's staying out when it's, you know, eight degrees outside and spitting snow. And, and you really, you really want to make, you know, you want to be successful and, and come home and get a pat on the back or whatever the case may be. Just that, that, comfortable being uncomfortable but when even if you don't catch the fish if you get that strike like we just said i did something right and and that's going to make me come back and and chase this thing again and uh and that's going to give you that confidence to you know to keep rolling it doesn't always have to be a freaking touchdown you know it could you could you could have got that inch on fourth and inches right it's all Mm -hmm. you need sometimes just keep moving forward just keep moving forward. So, you know, after all that, you know, I think that really, that really illustrates what we try to accomplish in these, in these events, whether it be the team rendezvous or, you know, the fish camps that we're going to be, be hosting throughout 2024 here. And, you know, we always want to make sure that, that you're leaving with more than you brought. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll put the plug out right now. If any of this sounds sounds interesting you and something that you would like to be a part of i encourage you to go over to huntlifteat.com and put your application in for the team and because we, we would love to you know be able to get on and, and chat with you about it and and see if it's a see if it is a good fit for you and make sure that you know that we can provide provide a lot of value to you and so that you can also be a part of this tribe that that you hear us talk about because it's it's a big part of what we do. It's a big part of our lives as individuals. 
and you know we just want to we want to bring you along with the trip with us so if it if it sounds like you know something you'd be interested in if it's that missing link that you have right now whether it be you know a network a resource or anything you like or even just the, the camaraderie you know I, I encourage you to go put your application in just like each and every one of us did at some point in time yep 100 percent well papa i appreciate you getting on here and uh telling us about your event you know obviously I, I wish i could have been there after hearing about it um you know i know that i know that it's going to be a, a continual thing now you know i think you've lit some fires and some people that where they're going to be be seeking more and, and want to do it again whether it be at a a formal event or just getting together with your buddies and going fishing so i appreciate you for you know putting in the effort and the time and the work to host that event and lining everything up and in creating the opportunity for people because that's the that's the first big obstacle you have to overcome so i hope that it was i hope it was rewarding to you as much as it was to them and it sounds like it was from what i hear 100 percent, man it's it's uh anytime i get the opportunity you know i've said this multiple times anytime i get the opportunity uh to share my passion with somebody um to teach them or even held even just explain it to them you know if we're just sitting down and talking about it just like we're doing right now um, and, and, and if it, if it weighs on your soul, even just a little bit, you know, hop in there, feel free to give me a shout and, and, uh, let's do this thing. Yeah. So if you are ready to connect with us, you can find us on, on Instagram at fishlift eat official. Then we're over at TikTok at fishlift eat official as well. And then, um, you know, if you're watching us here on YouTube, we appreciate that and, uh, make sure to click that subscribe button down there at the bottom and like and comment on this video so that we can see where you're at and how we can better connect with you and answer any questions you might have. But, um, boys, it's been a good one. I've enjoyed it as always. Chad, I'm just happy that you were able to see somebody besides me. <laughs> you know, maybe one day we'll have a branch, we'll have to branch this off and just have Chad only episodes. Oh yeah. You guys were talking about putting, you know, yourself into, you know, out of your comfort zone. That's it, right that's, there. That's where I was. That's <laughs> where I was going it. at with it. That's it's where I was going at with that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Screwed yourself. There you go. Yep. Yep. I know what twenty twenty four is going to be looking like. <laughs> so let's start as hashtag. Everybody hashtag more Chad. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag more Chad. <laughs> hashtag we need some more Chad. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I hope I make it yeah. through the year. <laughs> yeah. People, people down here in the south, you know, they'll always say, it "Needs more cowbell." No, yep. it just needs, it just needs more Chad. Needs more Chad. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, all our listeners, we appreciate y'all as always jumping on here and and hanging out with us, and hopefully, we we're able to impart a little bit of something on you that you can take out and apply in the water and and everywhere else and become more successful with it. But um, until then. You know, y'all remember to always keep them lines wet. We'll catch you on the next cast. See y'all.